you have been asking, how have you been making your podcast? What are you using? It's called Anchor. Try Anchor FM today. They even upload your podcast on different platforms such as Spotify. And you can even make money off your podcast if you have enough listeners. So check out Anchor FM. This podcast is sponsored by Infinite Energy slash Squarespace.com. At Infinite Energy, they have everything from holistic hair and skin products, teas, yoni steams, jewelry, um, anything that you could think of. They even have herbal supplements as well. I mean, it's getting cold, you guys, and I think that everybody needs to have well hydrated skin. All right, let's jump in today's podcast. Hello, Oxytonians. Welcome back to Oxytocin, the feel-good podcast. I am Tatiana, and today we'll be talking about the female anatomy. Under the same topic of pleasure, I'd like to label this episode the vulva. Because as we learned prior... In our previous episodes, the vagina is not the vagina. It is called a vulva. And the vagina is simply the birth canal or um, to call the vulva a vagina is to limit it to only its childbearing and birthing abilities. Which we know that the vulva is more than just giving birth and um bearing children we know that it can stimulate or uh, pleasure can stimulate from it so let's talk about the female anatomy and um, educate ourselves further on the correct terms and functions of it i'll be dropping gems as well as vocabulary words um, so you have to keep up and make sure that you're paying attention one of the biggest concerns i've learned in women Um, Just, you know, talking to some of my friends and connecting with women of all ages and all ethnicities um, that they are concerned uh, about the labia or the lips of the vulva. And sometimes they don't quite match. Sometimes they're different in size, color, length. And that's very normal. Um, The two labia are or should be thought of as sisters and not twins, just as well as your breast. They are not going to be identical, okay? So it's normal for them to be different. All right, so diving deeper into the female anatomy, we'll talk about the vagina or the vaginal opening. Okay, and this is one of three different Orpheus's um, or openings. Okay, 
This particular orifice changes in flexibility to accommodate childbirth, a penetrating object or penis, um, or even like exams and stuff like that. You get the point. <laughs> you get it. Like it stretches in size. It changes, right? But the hormones, okay, of this female play a big part in the impact of how flexible the walls of the vagina is, okay? So, with that being said, um, your hormone, a hormone, or an hormone imbalance in um, a woman could very much so um, lead to inflexibility or lack of flexibility in the vaginal walls and that really could be painful to her okay so if your hormones are imbalanced that really can have a lot to do with maybe why you don't find um pleasure in intercourse or you don't like to be penetrated that's something to look into then we have the urethra Okay, and the urethra is another orpheus or opening, right, on the vulva or the female anatomy. And it is right above the vaginal opening and it is beneath or under your clitoris, all right? So it's the two little dots uh, or two little holes under the clitoris and above your vaginal opening. That is where your urine comes from. Okay, then if you go all the way back past the vaginal opening, you'll find the anus or your bunghole. <laughs> so moving back to the front of the body, um, away from the anus and back to the vulva, um, we have what's called the mons pubis. Okay, and this is typically where the hair grows. All right. So this is the part of the vulva that is visible if a naked woman was standing in front of you. It is called the mons pubis. Okay. So the clitoris is probably the most deeply misunderstood um, part of the female anatomy that there is. And I'm about to explain to you why. When you're looking at a vulva, you see this little protruding clitoris, right? Um, so what we actually are seeing is the clitoral hood. That's the little flap of skin that covers the little sensitive button underneath, all right? But the clitoris itself is one of the most tremendously sensitive parts of the female body and is actually bigger than what it appears to be. Just that little part that we can see under the clitoral hood is just very little part of the clitoris. There's actually an internal clitoris as well, which is what is being stimulated when a woman is being penetrated. So the internal clitoris or the rest of the clitoris has two very long bulbs okay on the left and on the right there's a bulb on the left and there's a bulb on the right all right these two bulbs lie deep under the surface as i said before they're um invisible when looking on 
the external parts of the body or of the vulva, right? So they're internal, they're inside, but they are a part of the clitoris. And these two bulbs are made of erectile tissue, okay? And um, in response to stimulation, they fill with blood, which then makes the clitoris protrude or fill with blood and makes it erect. It makes it hard. So the external part of the clitoris or the part that we can see right there under the clitoral hood, it actually protrudes a little bit. It gets a little bit hard when a woman is um, stimulated sexually. Very much like when a penis is um, erect or fills with blood and gets hard. When it is erect like that, it can be a tremendous source of pleasure for women, all right? It can be um, the magic button, if you will. <laughs> Let's just talk about this for a moment because most women, um, I know I hadn't for a long time, uh, didn't know that the clitoris was more than what we saw on the outside. I did not know that the clitoris was actually bigger and was a, a internal organ. I thought that it was just what we saw under the clitoral hood. So I found it very interesting and I'm very glad um, and was very anxious to to share this information, not only with other women, but uh, to, to men as well. Because if they understand our bodies, then they could then help us uh, find pleasure or access more pleasure, or even teach us things about ourselves, all right? The clitoris wasn't even medically fully understood or um, even mapped out until around 2005, and it was a woman who did so. Majority of the um, medical things that are taught to our physicians and caregivers are based of a man's body. And though um, women and men are of the same species, we are not the same. If we were the same, then why would we be called men and women? Why would we, we be split into gender like that if everything was the same? Hmm. So for a very long time, the clitoris wasn't even considered a body part. Um, people, well, men kind of ruled it out, you know, as just, you know, it was, it was tiny. It, 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 it really didn't matter. It caused kind of, you know, trouble if you, if you bothered it. So just kind of just leave it alone type of thing. Like I said, until around 2005, when a woman discovered that it was actually a bigger organ than what we were led to believe or that even anyone even decided to uh, figure out because nobody cared to, you know, figure out what was going on there until she came along. So I just want to point out how many things that we had or how many things that we as a as a people um, as humans have actually discovered or made or built or invented okay, before anyone had actually took the time to map out the clitoris or the female anatomy, okay? We've had, we, we, we invented guns, bicycles, um, 
a Bon Jovi concert happened. Probably multiple. I don't know. But point point I'm trying to make here is why was the female anatomy um, pushed off like that? Why was it shunned? Why was it the root of all evil? Why was it um, the root of a hysteria in in um, psychotic behavior is what I'm trying to understand here. It really um, makes one think or wonder what is the real reason behind not letting us know as women uh, what our parts are, what they're called in, you know, um, why they try to shame us um, sexually or, you know, about sexuality or, you know, body shaming us about, you know, the way that we look so that we are not fully confident about our sexuality and who we are and what we want sexually. It really makes you like stroke your chin and wonder why, why, what, what is the harm in a woman um, being confident, fully confident and, and comfortable within her feminine energy. But that is another discussion for another series on another day. So with everything that I have said today, my loves, my Oxytonians, I want to wish you peace, love, and wealth oxytonians until next time bye